almost Christmas, y'all. What are you doing for the holidays? Let's talk about it. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. Welcome back to another week of Category Is. It is the Christmas special (laughs) for the year. We're almost at the end of 2021, and it's been quite the year for a number of reasons. Um, It is hard to believe that Christmas is on Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy because it just feels like the year kind of just started, but it's almost over. Um, Do you know those people who say it's too early to put out Christmas decorations kind of like right after Halloween? Or they start playing the Christmas music, um, you know, like right after Halloween, that on November 1st, everything becomes all about Christmas. And you know those people who always say, oh, it's just too soon, it's too early, it's too soon for Christmas. I feel like those are the same people who end up not buying uh, people Christmas presents because they say they ran out of time or, oh, Christmas just came (laughs) came up so fast. That I didn't even realize, you know, it, it was Christmas. So I feel like those kind of people don't expect a gift uh, from them <laughs> this year <laughs> or any year. But let's get into the cocktail for the week. So I have my trusty Bartesian, which was the best gift. Shout out to my brother and my sister-in-law for getting me that. What, last year? Two years ago? Was it two years? I can't remember y'all, but that was the gift that keeps on giving because (laughs) y'all know I love my cocktails and it just makes it so easy. You can try so many different cocktails and it's literally like the Keurig for cocktails. I do two capsules. I guess you're only supposed to do one, but I'd use one on the regular strength and then I'd always do one on the strong and I feel like that's like the right amount of cocktail. Maybe I just drink too much. I don't know. I'm like Miranda in and just like that. But <laughs> this year they did something special where they had an advent calendar, which I think advent calendars are having quite the moment. I know a lot of different retailers are doing them. Um, there was this girl on TikTok who was making fun of the Chanel advent calendar it came in like this big uh chanel number five kind of shaped uh box like the perfume um so it was like this huge like perfume thing um and then each so on each day uh, i believe it's for like what 12 days you open a box and it has like a small little gift in, inside and so the chanel one apparently had very very cheap <laughs> gifts <laughs> like and it cost 850 dollars for this one and so she did an unboxing and I think the unboxings are kind of fake because everything was already open and, or it looked like it had been open. So I don't think, you know, she was being surprised by what was in there. And so she's unboxing each day and just, you know, kind of disappointed by what, what was in there. It was like a keychain. One was like a, some stickers and, one was like a trial size, like something. I don't know. But the advent calendar for Bartesian is 12 days of different cocktails. Um, what you do is, you know, you open up the cocktail for the day and you get a, get a surprise. <laughs> so they do have um, quite a few. But this cocktail that I'm having 
today is a pomegranate. Well, they call it rosemary, and Mary is spelled like Mary, Merry Christmas. Um, so it's a rosemary pomegranate gin cocktail. And so, you know, it's got the rosemary flavors. It's got the tart pomegranate flavors and a lot of gin. Put it on strong. <laughs> I found a similar recipe if you guys want to follow along. So I found it on Pinterest and it's a pomegranate rosemary gin fizz. And what you do with this is take some lime juice, some pomegranate juice. You make um, a rosemary simple syrup. So equal parts sugar and water, and you kind of just heat it up until the sugar dissolves. You don't want to boil it because that'll just kind of mess, mess the things up. So once the sugar dissolves, turn off the heat and then just throw some rosemary sprigs in there and then just let it steep. The longer you let it steep, the more flavor kind of gets into the simple syrup. So, you know, plan ahead, do it like the day before, um, or at least, you know, a few hours before you plan on imbibing and you just mix some of that simple syrup with the pomegranate juice with the lime juice uh, and um, top it off with some gin as much you know to suit your taste and a little club soda for the fizz so that is the cocktail of the day pomegranate rosemary gin so this will be kind of a quick episode this week. I feel like, you know, everybody's kind of in their holiday, you know, Christmas um, wind down. So not much is going on. What y'all think of the last episode of And Just Like That, the Sex and the City revival, reboot, spinoff show? I feel like, <laughs> and, you know, y'all agree with me because the people who wrote in said that I kind of predicted what was going to happen or the setup for the season. So Charlotte's daughter is questioning being non-binary, like I said in the first episode, because she had, you know, such a problem with wearing the Oscar de la Renta dress to that recital. Like, girl, <laughs> I mean, child, okay. Then Miranda has a drinking problem, which was brought up. She had like Three mini bottles of Tito's in her backpack, which, I mean, I mean, <laughs> they did hint at, you know, maybe she's bored with her relationship, her marriage to Steve. So they kind of set up a situation uh, with Sarah Ramirez. So we'll see what happens there. And yeah, that was pretty much it. Like the whole story for the episode uh, centered around. Big died, and now they had to do the reading of the will. And then Carrie finds out that Big left his ex-wife, Natasha, who, you know, from all those seasons ago, a million dollars. He could have left her like $25. And yeah, I get she could have been, you know, Carrie had reason to be mad, but she didn't bat an eye that it was a million dollars. It was like, how much money did Big have that he can just throw around a million dollars like that? And, you know, no one think anything of the amount. Like, girl, <laughs> must be nice. But I guess it was kind of the principle of everything. Like, you know, uh, why are you leaving her this money? And then were you still, like, in contact with her? So she sends herself in this downward spiral of trying to figure out 
you know, what was going on. And in the end, it ended up being nothing. So, and just like that, I'm bored. I don't know. We'll see what happens the rest of the season. But it's not really giving me kind of what the old series gave me. Everything's being resolved very quickly. Um, And then storylines that don't really matter are being drawn out that much more like no shade but the kids are just not interesting um i know when people become parents and you know they're at this different stage in their life and nobody cares um really about the kids like the show has always been about these women and i guess the kids are a part of their lives but they're not interesting to me it's kind of like on <laughs> the housewives shows like, yeah, give the kids a scene or two, you know, where they're in the background or, you know, they're planning their birthday party or whatever. But that's all the screen time they really need. Like, to make the whole first episode about that one kid's recital, then now the future episodes are all about... It's just it's just too much um, of the kids for me. Um, but that's just me. So Carrie was all worried about what Big had going on when she should have been worried about what Chris Noth, the actor, had going on because he's been he's been accused of some sexual harassment situation. First, it was two women. Then I read it was three women. He said that he didn't do it, which, of course, you know, he's going to say that. But he is cooperating with the investigation. He got removed from the Equalizer, which I believe is the Queen Latifah show. The girls from Sex and the City kind of released a statement saying that they'd support the women for telling their stories. They didn't really say much else because I guess they kind of, you know, don't want to kind of lean one way or the other. He's not on the show anymore, so at this point, I guess it don't really matter unless they're doing like flashback scenes or something. Um, and then <laughs> the Peloton <laughs> commercial, which was so appropriately timed, uh, they pulled that down. So, oof, uh, there goes his money there too. So it's like, we'll see what the investigation kind of brings, but it was a lot all at once because everybody was, you know, kind of riding this wave of like the show just premiered and oh, it's a big um pivotal scene for the show the you know one of the pivotal characters died you know it was kind of traumatic i think for a lot of viewers and then sparked this whole backlash with the peloton stuff they came out with the commercial and so it was just like this kind of media whirlwind and then now you know this comes out so stay tuned for that because we will see what happens there did y'all check out Harlem, the show on Amazon Prime? I was telling y'all that I binged the entire first season. Uh, it has Megan Good and three of the most horrible actresses I've seen in a long time. Actually, two, only two. Um, Grace Byers, I think is her last name, um, from Empire. She's actually decent. It's just the other two that I can't believe those are the best actresses who auditioned for the role, like low budget Lena Waithe, who I don't know her real name, but that's what she's given me. And then the other one is almost like they couldn't get 
Tasty from <laughs> Orange is the New Black. <laughs> I can't, I don't even remember her real name, but I guess she was booked and Precious. Uh, what was her real name too? I can't remember. I guess she said, I'm an Oscar nominee. I'm not doing that role. <laughs> so she passed on it too. But um, anyway, it just came out that Megan Good, her husband, Devon Franklin, who I believe he's like a pastor or something, um, or something very in the ministry and connected to the church. He filed for divorce from her. They've been married like nine years or so. And, you know, even when they first got together, it just seemed like not a good match. I guess they weren't, you know, evenly yoked because, you know, he's in the ministry. He's this, you know, kind of churchy kind of person. And Megan Good was always like that's you know, sexy homegirl or around the way girl. And, you know, she was always serving body, yaddy, yaddy in all these roles. And it was all about, you know, being scantily clad and, you know, being the sex symbol. And she married a deacon down to the church. Like, no, ma'am. I mean, I know every saint has a past and every sinner has a future, but they ain't got no future together because he said, I'm done. It makes sense because in the beginning of the season, like the first couple episodes, Megan didn't have any like sex scenes. I was like, okay, well, you know, she's being respectful of her husband and, you know, his life as well and in the church and things like that. And I believe in most, she was like, you know, very covered up, very conservative dressed, um, conservatively dressed. Jen. But then towards the end, she started having like sex scenes and she was all in her panties and and, um, bra. And it makes me wonder like what was going on behind the scenes? Like what was going on at home? Because as soon as she started, you know, kind of having these provocative scenes, I was like, ooh, girl, he ain't gonna like that. Like, you don't want to cause no trouble down, down at home. But Apparently, he watched and <laughs> finally saw what was going on down to the Amazon Prime. And he said, no, ma'am, you're not going to be embarrassing me down to the TV like this. And he filed for divorce. They don't have any kids. Um, so it should be pretty much a easy split. There's no, like, child support or custody to kind of kind of work out. So I don't know if she's going to miss that tithes and offering money every Sunday. but. Girl, that's tax-free, too, so we'll see what happened on season two. So what are y'all doing for the holidays? I'm driving down to Virginia on Thursday because my older brother is hosting. He usually hosts kind of every holiday, <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and didn't do that last year for, you know, obvious reasons. Uh, but this year, we're doing it as safely as we can. We're all vaccinated, uh, all boosted. Uncle Joe said he's sending out those uh, rapid tests to everybody. I don't know why they're sending them through the mail. Because the way the USPS is set up, they're never going to get here. But you can get a rapid test down at the CVS, Walgreens, Rite Aid, your local pharmacy. Um, anyway, our mom's coming up from South Carolina. You know, I was just down there for, for um, Thanksgiving. So it'll be good for like kind of all of us to be 
together again because we haven't been together in a really long time. I think it's my niece's birthday in March of 2020. So it was like her first birthday. But uh, most of us will be there. My younger brother won't be there, but we'll do like the family FaceTime and he'll be there in spirit. Um, so it'll be good for, for all of us to get together again because that's what the holidays has always been about for us. It was never really about the gifts. Uh, we grew up <laughs> kind of poor. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of, a lot of the gift giving things, we weren't really into that, still not into that. Um, so that makes buying for us uh, pretty hard with the holidays. I know a lot of people, um, or some people I should say have, you know, a hard time around the holidays cause they don't either have kind of, you know, that family dynamic that's, you know, supportive and positive for them, or they kind of just have some other things going on and they kind of don't or aren't able to really enjoy it. You know, I was talking to someone about going home for Thanksgiving, my trip home to South Carolina and, you know, kind of just, you know, feeling a little, some kind of way about it. And, you know, we were talking about how when you, especially when you move away from a place for college, for work, for, you know, whatever reason, if you've been away for a long time, um, going back, you kind of always feel a sense of dread or hesitation or something um, that kind of just tugs at you a little bit. And it made um, sense to me. So in the conversation, it came up that, you know, when you're much younger and when you're in your formative years and you're, you're, you know, you're still maturing, you're still growing, you're still learning, and you're probably not the most um, or weren't the most confident in who you are, especially at that age. Um, you know, think you're 14, 15, 16. Think back to going home and being that 14-year-old kid who, you know, was a little bit different or got teased or bullied or picked on for being different or, you know, you just weren't who you are today. You know, it kind of, you know, makes us feel a little bit uneasy. And so, you know, going to a place where that you associate with those feelings, you know, will make anyone kind of uh, hesitant to go home. And so, especially, you know, if you did have a bully situation, you you kind of worry about, you know, am I going to run into these people who made me feel this certain way, you know, for these years or, you know, what's going to happen if I see, you know, this trigger that is going to take me back to that old place, you know, where I felt less than I do today. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense to me that, you know, a lot of people when they go home for the holidays or they go home in general or they have to be around, you know, family members or people who kind of made them feel those ways, why, the holidays can be tough uh, for some people. So, you know, I just hope that everyone kind of gets what they need out of the holidays this year. If it's being by yourself or being with the people who bring out the best in you, you know, do that and and make the most of it. Because it was a hard year for a lot of people. Hard almost two years <laughs> for a lot of people. And we were almost at the point where we can like gather again and, you know, kind of do the things that we used to do in a different way. Um, but now the Omarion variant is spreading like crazy. Actually, two of my friends um, currently have it 
got diagnosed, you know, very recently. And, um, you know, it kind of changes a lot of things for a lot of people, especially because we're in like the week before the Christmas and everyone's making their plans and, you know, then to get diagnosed with COVID and then you can't go home or you can't, you know, it just throws everything a wrench into all your plans. So that is kind of fucked up um, as well. And then with like the supply chain stuff with the shipments of like all the goods and the imports and you can't get the gifts that you want because there's nothing on the shelves and just all this stuff going on. So we've never been about the gifts anyway, but this year everybody getting gift cards from me, which I hate. I always hated giving like money or gift cards, but if there was ever going to be a year for people to get gift cards from me, this is going to be it. Cause I did order, um, my nieces and nephews, we kind of have this rule where we don't buy them anything that requires batteries or makes noise. <laughs> so I did order some um, stuff for my nieces and nephew and I, only half of the order came and the rest, I, you know, is, is back ordered or we'll see when the shipments come in. But y'all probably not going to get that till like January, February at the earliest. I think I told you we got a Peloton a couple weeks ago a couple months ago actually at this point and that's really the only thing that was on my list i had it on my list for a couple of years <laughs> so i finally got it so i'm good on that but like i said you know just never really been into the gifts anyway i'm more about um experiences so making memories you know going to an event or doing an activity it's all about the time and like effort for me. So if you are giving a gift this year, make sure you get a gift receipt. There are some rules to etiquette <laughs> for giving gifts. Don't be upset if someone exchanges your gift for something else that they want. You know, don't um, re-gift or you can re-gift. Um, I did check my Emily Post, a book on etiquette. <laughs> And it says you can re-gift, but only in like certain instances, like it can't be something that's like handmade or that they spend a lot of time um, or thought or effort into buying. Um, it has to be in the original box, unopened, undamaged, and it has to look, you know, <laughs> completely brand new. So don't re-gift something that has been sitting in your drawer for like five years. But yeah, I'm excited about the drive down. I, you know, it's only two hours, two and a half hours. Um, hopefully there's no traffic. So maybe like three hours. Um, but I'll be listening to my Christmas music on the way down. Shout out to my, my boy, Nick, Nick Smith News, who reminded me that Whitney Houston has an amazing Christmas album. I feel like she has two. Or maybe I'm thinking like the Preacher's Wife um, soundtrack as well. but. I know she has the at least one Christmas album because, you know, I always listen to my Mariah Christmas uh, music in the car. But now that, I, you know, when he he reminded me, I remembered how amazing Whitney Houston's is because, you know, her voice is just legend. So imagine if the two of them could have done some Christmas music together. That would have been everything. So now it's time for my unpopular opinion and my I said what I said for this week is that I feel we are getting a bit too p 
PC with the holiday talk and, and verbiage. So, you know, I recognize and understand that not everyone celebrates Christmas. Not everyone celebrates Hanukkah. Not everyone celebrates Kwanzaa. Not everyone celebrates Festivus. More people should, but that's another topic for another day. Some people don't, you know, celebrate anything at all. But y'all still take them days off of work. So, I mean, just saying. But, you know, first it was Merry Christmas or, you know, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever. Then it became Happy Holidays, just this general blanket, generic greeting. Then it became, you know, Seasons Greetings. Then it's starting, now it's starting to morph into happy winter and it's like what (laughs) bitch instead of christmas sales stores are having like end of year sales happy december sales and everything is in an effort to become so politically correct and not offend anyone everything's just becoming so generic and I know I'm going to catch some flack for this. It's going to be like pronouns. Like you're going to have to list your holidays along with your pronouns. Hi, my name is Maurice. My pronouns are he, him, and my holidays are Easter, Christmas, Kwanzaa, Festivus, and Black Friday. And I get it. You know, you don't want to offend people. You don't want to exclude people. You don't want to other people. But at the same time, you want to acknowledge and respect something that's important to someone else so no if someone says to me happy hanukkah i'm not gonna be like fuck you i'm not how dare you disrespect me like that i'm not jewish i mean there are black jews one of my friends is jewish (laughs) but you can respectfully say oh you know by the way i you know i celebrate this or i don't celebrate anything at all or you know whatever there's ways to do it without kind of just being so generic that you kind of lose the meaning in a lot of things. So just be nice to people. As the one thing that Ellen says that I agree with is just be kind to people and respect whatever they choose to or not celebrate. And now it's time for my tens, tens, tens across the board for this week. So this week, my tens is going to Mary McLeod, but soon she will become the first black person to have a state commission statue installed in sanctuary hall down to the u.s capitol hope no riot is coming and try and tear it up girl but the civil rights activist will have her statue which the statue is actually um is in daytona and it will be moved to the capitol building in washington dc in early 2022 my good good girlfriend went to Bethune-Cookman University down in Florida. Um, and I sent this this link to her when I first uh, saw it. So tends to Mary McLeod Bethune, acclaimed educator, activist, president of the National Association of Colored Women, founder of Daytona Normal and Industrial Institute, which became Bethune-Cookman College, now Bethune-Cookman University. And she's the first black person to have a statue at the U.S. Capitol. Tens for you, Mary McLeod with Ben. So that about wraps up the show for this week. Thanks for joining me for the Christmas special of Category Is. Next week will be the end of the year special. We'll have the best of 2021 in all of your favorite categories. So be sure to check that out. 
stay safe, stay healthy, drive safely if you travel this holiday. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to Category Is right now. Category Is podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith. 